The belt of full meese is attuned to, and the horn of the grot has been blown. Will the goat riders answer our hero's call? What's been up with them since we last checked in? And if they all have animal names, is one of them named Goat? That would be confusing. Welcome to me, my spouse, and a dog. Hello, everyone, and welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident dungeon master. <laughs> if you like what you hear in the next hour or so, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. It's a really great way for us to grow in the charts and to reach more people like you with our story. Another great way for us to grow is by you sharing us with your friends. So please do just that. Well, I, I'm in my uh, blanket studio prison of ever-increasing warmth, a.k.a. my bathroom right now. And it is a interesting experience to look around and just see many much blankets tacked to the walls and looped over shower doors, etc. So it's a fun little, mm-hmm. it's cozy, to say the least. The temperature yeah. is rising, though. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I did try to, usually when I record, I'm on a wheelie chair at my desk. And right now I am using the uh, toilet as a pseudo uh, recording station. And I definitely tried to scoot it forward thinking that it was on wheels. And I'm like, oh, no, Gwyneth, this toilet is not in, is indeed not on wheels. It is, it is not on wheels. <laughs> Believe it or not, toilets I know. don't usually move around. I mean, it, it would be helpful. I feel like you could get a lot more done, but... It'd also be grosser <laughs> by a significant margin. Well, this is uh, assuming that you can have some sort of chamber that contains things, which then you reattach to your septic system. I'm not. I think su- you're just talking about a, a like a diaper with a stool <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> That's true. A movable <laughs> a toilet on wheels sounds a little less gross than a diaper, though. Gotta have a little bit of toilet humor every now and then. That's true. And at least this is literal toilet humor. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. But no, I am. I am enjoying my little, my little cozy cocoon of blankets here. Mm. Like a little Can- bathroom caterpillar. I will indeed be the uh, bestest toilet paper butterfly. Aww. I should be kind of pretty. And now, and now you made it cute. All right. <laughs> You've come yeah. full circle. Um, Any comments on the lack of a three-peat? Oh, yeah. It was the last episode where we talked about the the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I was very... I was happy that the Warriors didn't win at all, but the victory felt hollow to me, probably because I'm not like a Raptors fan, and also mm-hmm. it, it took like half of the Warriors team getting injured in order to do it, <laughs> which obviously I'm, I'm not happy about because no one mm-hmm. wishes for injuries. But yeah, it was just like I, I thought I would be happier, but they won. And I was like, all right. Disappointing. OK, well, who all that got was, hurt? That was that. Uh, I well, I Kevin Durant was hurt. out for most of it. And then really? Clay Thompson got injured game Ooh. 
five, like the second half. I forget. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So he he was out. So it was basically Steph Curry and a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> so. so it was basically a bunch of scrubs. Suck <laughs> 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 it, Steph Curry. <laughs> oh <Suck>. man. <laughs> so that's our that's our sports update for the week. It's a new segment. New Wait. segment from me, my spouse, and a die. I mean, it's and kind of bad timing because they just entered the off season. But I guess that's when like <laughs> trades and stuff happen. But yeah. it's not like Summer the Cavs drama. are going to do a ton this off season, except try to get rid of J.R. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this is actually when we can have the most interesting talk because they're not failing at anything quite yet. So it's not like sad yet. Well, I mean. Eh. <laughs> I mean, as, as people have said, even though last season we were we were like the bottom three team, uh, it was still so much more fun than the 2017 season. Yeah, that's so because true. we were supposed to be bad, and it wasn't like oh, we're supposed to be a finals contender, and mm-hmm. yet the regular season is just uh, dumpster a dumpster fire, a, a pain to yeah. to watch. But yeah, that's uh, so true. Yeah, if 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 any of you, you know sports people out there listen to us and you want to you want to play something i would write a one shot for you know lebron or caleb or <laughs> somebody like that what type of classes do you think they would play we have talked about this that is true we have uh i stand behind the fact that at least like pre-2016 lebron was a paladin uh because he was on <laughs> <laughs> a mission. He was. He was on a holy quest. He had an <laughs> That's oath so true. to fulfill. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And everyone besides that, I I don't I don't know, but I stand behind that uh yes, LeBron pre-2016 was a paladin with mm-hmm. an oath of bringing one to the land. I don't know what what he turned into. He probably multiclassed after that. Probably a warlock because he sold his soul to Los Angeles. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was tur- multiclassed into a bard because he's like getting more into entertainment now. Space Jam 2. But I, I would ri- I will write a sports themed uh, a one shot if any if any of you guys want to want to play with us. That'd be cool. But let's get <laughs> to the matter at hand, I think. All right. If that's okay with you. Sounds good, my love. Okay, so you leveled up. I did. So why don't you take a minute and tell us what happened there? All right. So I multiclassed and took a level in Warlock. No, just joking. Uh, (laughs) I just took another level in Druid. So Octavia is now fifth level Druid. Um, She didn't get anything... um, too too exciting as far as like additional skills or anything but her proficiency bonus went up which will be helpful all across the board um she now has third level spells so that will um have some interesting other utility mm-hmm. as some third well, level spells is where things start to get interesting oh yeah yeah, I was looking through them and I was like, "Ooh, these are uh-huh. starting to actually like, ooh, that's kind of cool." Yep. So that'll that'll be fun. I've prepared some combination utility combinations, some cool combat stuff. Um so that's the basic of what what she got. Um Carhoon leveled up as well. Um and his proficiency bonus went up as well, etc. So basically, he can hit things better and harder now, which cool. is 
<laughs> which is his uh, his purpose there. So nothing, nothing too, too exciting, but we shall see what spells appear. And I've specifically not told Austin any of the ones that I've chosen mm-hmm. to make it be a surprise. Yeah. As a warrior sidekick, does Carhoon get an action surge or is that not a thing for them? I think he does, but it is further down the further line. Down? Yes. Okay. Oh, that's true. Actually, he as a warrior sidekick, he, he now gets um, two attacks. Per turn. Extra attack. Yeah. And so I think he gets action surge at... I'm not 100% sure what level it is, but I think he gets it. Okay, cool. Because that's like uh, fighters get that pretty early. Right. I just could not remember. He's with being kind of that watered down down version or, or simplified. Simplified is less negative that's true that's that's why as soon as i said watered down i was like "Mm, no that's not the right word that i was actually looking for so streamlined yeah oh yes that that would be the best streamlined streamlined so So, you guys are more powerful we already mm -hmm. did hit points yes Yes. So I think you both have 49 or something We both, like that. it's funny, even though he has a D10 and I have a D8, we both have 49 just by essence of what we had rolled through the levels mm-hmm. and my, my constitution modifier is greater than his. So it's, it is kind of funny that the relatively squishy or supposedly squishier druid has the same number of hit points as like the warrior. Well, you're a D8, right? Mm-hmm. I so mean, druids are not difference. squishy. Druids are actually, druids can be incredibly tanky characters. That's true. Yeah. Druids are very versatile. They can be damage, they can be tanks, they can be utility, they can be a lot of things. Yeah, that's, a, I mean, that is one of the reasons I picked her, picked that class for for the show, because mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> it'd be one thing if I, like, picked a wizard and I died in the first, <laughs> in the first combat, because I have, you know, nine hit points and a giant weasel takes me down. So that's why being a druid was definitely attractive for that. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. more versatility and having different things that she can do since she's, you know, more of that party of one type of thing. She keeps referencing to all the listeners a giant weasel because um, at <laughs> yeah. one point uh, she had DM'd a little bit for me and I mm-hmm. made a monk character. Mm-hmm. It was a, a shifter, whatever the goat version of the shifter was, and a monk. And his first combat encounter was a giant versus weasel. a giant weasel, and he almost died very, like very quickly, uh, because he was a level one monk versus a giant yep. weasel. Yep, and, and that was my first time DMing, and I had done some research to try to be like, okay, like what's good combat for a you know first level character? And it was it was also one-on-one so it was just him he didn't have any backup or anything and so i was like oh a giant weasel should be okay and i rolled exceptionally well and i was like yeah. oh no probably just a regular weasel would have been tough <laughs> i sh- i should have just done that but <laughs> probably would have got killed by just like a mouse Ooh, yeah so that's the that's the chronic uh, perennial imagination of of a first level character just going down so easily is that's why we use that giant weasel for all of that talk his name was cobra clovenfoot and he was like a lycanthrope hunter he was cool that was that was going to be a cool a cool kind of storyline you got some rock eggs the the giant bird eggs. eggs yeah i got yeah. like five of them 
that you're going to take back to your village because I was like, yeah. yes, there are eggs in that nest. And you're like, well, I'm taking I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you get them. Yeah, it's probably a good thing that didn't continue because I, I don't actually like the monk as a class. Yeah, but. my very my very first character was a monk. I I liked her as a like a concept, but I've never since then I've never really been particularly drawn to the monk. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't like monks a ton. It feels like everything they do another class can probably do better, like Yeah. Like hit things. Like in why terms don't of you? damage, like be a fighter. In terms of sneaky, sneaky, mm-hmm. be a rogue. In terms of like cool magic stuff, be like a wizard or a sorcerer or something. Or so if you I, want I, like a more religiousy type thing, like it'd be easy to be a cleric. Yeah. Or... Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. I'm not a not a huge monk fan over here. Monk fans, prove me wrong. <laughs> but we should probably start playing this game that we that's play. probably true yeah what is this that we're doing again uh we make jokes about like baking shows oh right we did go to milk bar yesterday and put together a delicious birthday cake two delicious birthday cakes oh that's true yes we have so much cake in my fridge right now yeah so if Christina Tozy listens to this podcast, <laughs> come on, we'd love to have you too. Uh, there is many much bowing going on if she does. Oh Imagine a game with you, LeBron James, and Christina Tozy. That'd be crazy. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like I would either talk a lot because I would be nervous and all that energy would be coming out as nervous talking energy, or I would say nothing. I'd yeah. play a Kenku, so I wouldn't. Ha- I'd have an excuse you have to, to not say anything. I could just make sounds. <laughs> and that sound is just screaming you just constant <laughs> screaming you'd be like a screaming goat but a vegan person that just would just seriously be terrifying honestly man if a remember screaming... the screaming goat phase where like everything was a screaming goat meme <laughs> and when they were mixed into that one Taylor Swift song. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and the first time I heard it, I was just like, my heart rate went up so much because I was not expecting it. Man, we need some more screaming goats in here. But coincidentally, you have hey. just blown a horn for a goat. Look at that segue. <laughs> nice. Uh, a, a group of goat riders, the goat mm-hmm. riders of Absalom's Tale. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Seamless. Perfect, my It all comes around. (laughs) 10 out of 10. (laughs) 10 out of 10. Would listen. Give us a 10-star review on iTunes. That means give us two reviews. (laughs) Use all your email addresses. We all know that you have multiple. Make a dummy account. Use your burner email. Um, No, but you guys just blew the horn of the grot. That's right. Hoping to get some shelter, maybe mm-hmm. help them out if they need to do something. And you are waiting. So I just listened to that episode and I think you blew it like in the morning after that's, your long rest. That's what I thought because it was it was nighttime-ish when we were still floating over the city. Uh, and then we found that shelter and took that long rest. So it would be kind of, you know, maybe late-ish morning by this point. 
Yes. So uh, you have a feeling you, you're going to have to wait a little while because you don't know where along these mountain ranges they happen to be at the moment and if they are available. So uh, what would you like to do in the intervening hours? Uh, Octavia will turn to Carhoon and say, What up? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much. Just, you know, looking for shelter from things that want to kill us. Um, but she'll say, uh, maybe we should go a little bit higher in the mountains while there's still light to get even further from Montignon, because I know we didn't get very far yesterday since we were so tired, and surely the Grot would be able to find us regardless of where we are, just because they're expert hunters and everything, and they found us the first time, so I don't think that we would necessarily need to stay here to have them be able to to find us and help us. Well, as I always say, country roads take me home to the place I belong. Do you always say that? Always. You've only known me for like a week and a half. That's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, that's my catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) Country roads take me home. Um, Yeah, that sounds like a good idea to me. Uh, Or mountain roads, as, as it were. Well, we're, there's a few more lines to it. That's the place I belong. Uh, Absalon's tail, West Virginia, <laughs> Mountain Mama. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you yes, me, that you seems me like tear it. Seems like a good idea to me. <laughs> All right, sounds good. And then the two of us will um, kind of head uh, closer to the summit of the mountains while also just kind of angling away from Lantignon. Cool. Uh, you guys trek your way through the morning sunshine. Mm-hmm. It's a little chillier because you're a bit further up north, but mm-hmm. not like cold, cold. Sort of a brisk morning, and you nice. wander your way up these mountains. It's not incredibly quick travel because it's sort of, you know, rocky and you're working at mm-hmm. an incline, and there's mm-hmm. not really a set path that you are following up this way. Uh, so you, you move on for a few hours. How far would you like to go? Do you want to just go until nightfall, or do you just go a few hours and then stop, or what? I feel like we'll kind of go throughout the day, but we're not going to exert ourselves. I think we're still still recovering, so we're wanting to put distance between us and Montignon, but not do it to the point where we're exhausted again or um, just like really tired. So kind of like a light hiking. We'll definitely take a break in the midday for, you know, for rations at lunchtime. Um, but I feel like we'll, we would go... You know, a full day's worth. Okay. You wander uh, throughout the day, walking to and fro, looking mm-hmm. at the trees, birds, chirping, squirrels, being squirrels. <laughs> not chirping. Um, not chirping. I mean, they kind of like... Chatter. Yeah, ch- chatter, mm-hmm. that's it. But yeah, you make your way uh, through these mountains up higher and higher. And after the day, you've put some distance between you and the city. Good, uh, good. So evening is approaching. And uh, what would you would you like to 
find a camping ground, a spot to stay, or... Yeah, I think so. Uh, Again, we don't want to overexert ourselves. I think that the both of us, as we see the sun is starting to starting to descend, it's starting to get into the gloaming. We'll both uh, start keeping our eyes peeled for a, you know, a rocky outcropping that has like a little a little cave or a little indent underneath it or some closely grown trees that kind of form a natural little um, kind of hiding spot or anything along those lines. Okay, roll a survival check. All right. Octavia rolls a 18, and Mm -hmm. Cahoon rolls a 14. You managed to find, yeah, a nice little nook, maybe uh, not like a cave, but uh, a nice little indentation Mm -hmm. into the side of some sort of... Uh, cliff or rock formation that you two can hunker down in and be away from the the elements. Perfect. I'm thinking very that uh, scene in Lord of the Rings where all the hobbits are underneath the road in that little indent and one of the ring wraiths is on the horse like above them type of thing. <laughs> That's yeah. definitely what I'm thinking. Mm. Maybe a bit comfier than that. Comfy, big, hopefully bigger than that. But that's what I was thinking in my mind. Is it's sort of kind of indent in the just in the side of the earth. Excellent. So you guys stop there for the evening and begin, Perfect. you know, making your evening arrangements. Mm-hmm. Anything in particular? Ah! Sorry, I just dropped the pen. <laughs> Anything in particular you do? Uh, Octavia just, I think she, as she's been walking through the day, has just kind of had her her hand on that belt, like the thumb looped into it type of thing, just making sure that it's close to her body mm-hmm. and um, just will kind of kind of help Carhoon make camp or he'll help her and they'll probably just hunker down. Okay. You guys hunker down and the sun begins to set mm-hmm. uh, over the mountains, I guess. Depends on what direction the orbit is. As to That's true. What direction we, the sun sets. I have. We don't have to do it an east to west thing. I could. Yeah. I don't. Eh, mm. Eh, eh, mm. Eh. No. The sun sets over one of the <laughs> horizons, and yeah, the darkness begins to fall, and the crickets begin to chirp, and the bats begin to come out of their roosts and fly mm-hmm. around and eat the crickets. I don't know. Aww. Bats don't eat crickets. They eat like mosquitoes and stuff. Yeah, flying. But regardless, bugs. the bats come out and start eating bugs. Cute little bats. I love you bats. Hear the flapping of little leather wings through the night. Um, but roll a roll a perception check for Ooh, me, both of you. Okay. Octavia rolls a twenty-one, mm-hmm. and Carhoon rolls a thirteen. Okay. Outside of the cave, you uh, see some shapes sort of moving toward you. Do they look like humanoid shapes? Uh, it's hard to tell because it's kind of dark. Um, and okay. there's like brush in the way, but Is you this can like faintly af- hear the crisp crunch of like dead leaves being trod upon. Okay. Is this like after we've like started exchanging watches or whatever? Uh, probably. Okay. Or sort of like as you guys are waiting until you're ready to go to sleep Sleep. and start the watches, but probably just like that weird hangout time before you (laughs) go down to bed. Right. Um, Octavia will probably like throw her arm out and she'll kind of like pat Carhoon in the shoulder and the upper arm and will say like in in a whisper, 
I don't know if it's if it's like a person or just uh, animals or something, but I I see something out there, multiple things, and I'm hearing things approach. Oh. <laughs> what should we do? <laughs> and Octavia will uh, pick up the staff, her grandmother's staff that she always keeps at her side, and as quietly <laughs> as possible will cast shillelagh on it and will kind of like wait and see and see what's out there okay the shapes continue approaching do you guys have a fire lit or has it like burned down embers or something it's probably embers at this point and we've also been wanting to be a bit more surreptitious Mm -hmm. as far as the monsters being able to locate us and we've been relatively confident that the grot would be able to find us regardless of whether we had a fire so that's true, that's true, that's true. So after a few moments, sort of in the dull glow of these embers, mm-hmm. something sort of peeks its head inside. And you see in front of you is, first, it's preceded by a crossbow, a loaded crossbow. Okay. But then pushing its way sort of into this cave is a sort of little kind of round face of yeah. a gnome. Yes! With, like, mud on her face mm-hmm. and sort of wild, tangled hair who pushes her face in and her eyes dart from you mm-hmm. to Carhoon mm-hmm. back to you. Mm-hmm. And she says, are you Octavia? And Octavia lets out a big sigh, like, oh, goodness, so glad that it's not, like, something utterly more, you know, horrific or something. And she says... Yes, I, I'm Octavia, and this is Carhoon. Um, we were given this horn, and she, like, you know, shows it. Um, we were given this horn by Albert in case, in case we were in need of finding you, finding all of you guys again, uh, or in case we were in need. Yep, yep, that's why, that's why we came. She turns behind her and hollers out, uh, all, all right, fellas, it's, it's safe, it's them. And uh, two more... Figures sort of come out and sort of poke their heads into this little cavern opening. Awesome. And you see another, well, sorry, you see a halfling mm-hmm. and, well, two, two halflings, actually, two other halflings. Perfect. Uh, who poke their head in. They've all got crossbows, uh, not pointed at you in this case, but okay, <laughs> held and loaded. <laughs> and the first one who, who poked her head in uh, enters and walks in and she says well yeah Albert sent us gotta be honest she was a bit surprised that we were seeing you so soon after you left it's only been a what a couple days but what what is it that that you need basically we're in need of we're in need of some shelter for a time we're we're kind of in a limbo where we've found something that we were looking for and we're waiting for one of our friends to give us some direction to find another thing that we're going to be looking for and with with these hills crawling with monsters uh, we felt that we'd be safest um, with all of you if if you're willing to take us into one of your camps well uh I, I think that could be arranged. Albert will probably want to talk to you when you get there. Absolutely. Uh, she sticks out a hand and she says, The name's Squirrel. Pleasure to meet you. This one. And she, with her 
other crossbow hand gestures mm-hmm. to one of the halflings who you can see is it's it's a male and he's got like slick black hair. Mm-hmm. She says that one's Ocelot. And mm-hmm. the other one who's the the other halfling, she says, and that one there is Groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> and what does Groundhog look like? Uh, Groundhog is uh, <laughs> a little bit on the a little bit on the uh, more rotund side, but still looks like you know she could lay down the pain mm-hmm, if necessary, mm-hmm. and just sort of kind of jovial looking, sort of a friar tuck esque nice aura about her. Uh-huh. And yeah, Squirrel reaches out a hand, says, "Well, it's a it's a pleasure to meet you. Any friend of Albert's is a friend of all the Grot, so." We can make our way now, unless you two need to need to rest. It looks like you're in a relatively safe place. We haven't seen any enemy movements in this area on our, on our way down. Uh, Octavia will will shake Squirrel's hand and say, uh, "We're we're more than ready to continue with all of you now. We've tried to take it easy um, today so that we don't overexert ourselves." And again, thank you guys so much for uh, for coming out. And we really appreciate it. Well, don't give the horn to to too many folks. So, say it's will. I think this will be a mutually beneficial uh, arrangement. If you've got some downtime, we can always use more hands. Absolutely. Anything that we can do while we're in this in in kind of brief a brief and welcome respite, we'd love to help in any way we can. Well, if if you're ready, uh, we'll give you a couple minutes to pack up, but we should probably be on our way. There's some nasty business going on down at the down at the city down there. Sounds Don't good. Don't want to get caught in any of the crossfire. Sounds good. And Octavia will quickly in Carhoon will they'll, you know, roll up their bedrolls and stuff. Any mm. um, you know, unfinished rations back in their bags and just hoist them over their hoist them over their shoulders and be ready to be off. So after the moment you exit your little cave and you see there's the the three fellows you met. They're mm-hmm. all on the backs of these little goats. <laughs> so cute. Fitted with little saddles, mm-hmm. little saddlebags. And yeah, Octavia will probably have shaken the hand of Ocelot and Grandhog too, and just been like, "Yes, good to meet you. Good to meet you." Yes, they they all express their, uh, you know, they're all amiable, generally mm-hmm. speaking, mm-hmm. And, and polite. So they begin leading you back through the mountains, uh, southwardly. Okay. And you guys walk through the night. It's uh, relatively. Well, it's uneventful. It's relatively okay. pleasant. That's it's good. a bit cooler, a uh, bit bit chilly now that the sun has gone down. Mm-hmm. But they all seem comfortable enough, and they're having no problem navigating this mountain in the dark. Are they having to go really slowly because Carhoon and I are on foot? I mean, you can like people can walk next to horses when they're riding, so they're That's just true. not like booking it. They're just That's going true. at a just reasonable pace. Yeah. As we're walking, Octavia is going to ask Squirrel, "Do you have any news from Montignon when we left? the 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 siege against the city had basically just started, and we had to face off against one of the captains, one of the leaders, really of the of the monster horde. Um, do you have any other news from the city? Ah, uh, well, from the city, we we haven't." spent too much time up here lately uh, we've been sort of in in between an army like that has 
too much for us to handle. It's mm-hmm. not really our MO, so unfortunately we don't have much news. You're probably the most up-to-date on what's been going on down there. Sounds good. Ah, well, this'll be fun, right? Uh, it's, it's an interesting definition of fun, but uh, as you, much you fun as You've got to find the fun in, in everything. What's life worth if you can't find the little silver linings out there? Well, Squirrel is generally, in the time you've known her, a uh, relatively uh, <laughs> positive person, has a energetic outlook on, on life. I guess that is a good way to. Uh, I should probably have a bit more of that mindset, but can't deny that things have been dark lately, at least in my life. So it's it's good to meet some individuals who are less dour and to to interject some hope. Well, you gotta find the light, and if you can't find it, you gotta be it. That's what I always say. Octavia just smiles. It's been it's been a really awful couple days. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys travel throughout the mm-hmm. night. Uh, it's not particular. You feel like they could be going faster without right, you, but they're yeah. all you know keeping pace. So it it takes a while. Uh, night blends into morning, and the sun begins. Rising about the other side of or, the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. The opposite awesome. side at which it's set. <laughs> Octavia, I mean, throughout the night, Octavia will offer and mention to, to Squirrel, if it's easier, I can I can turn into a shape that Carhoon could ride so that we could go faster if that's, if, I, I hate slowing all of you down. Oh, we're we're not in too much of a hurry, I think. But uh, also, from a meta standpoint, you can only hold that shape for like an hour. That's true, but I mean, going an hour at, you know, a speed of sixty versus a speed of thirty would. Uh, I mean, they're they're okay if you don't want okay. to do that. They're fine. I just wanted to offer. Yep, 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 yep. You should probably save your strength for. Whatever is about to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Something inevitably will. Something inevitably will. Now, the so night passes, morning comes, Mm -hmm. the sun rises, and the crickets go to sleep, I think. Mm -hmm. And the birds begin to chirp in the morning, and the the actual squirrels begin running to and fro. Squirrels live in mountains, right? I don't know. Yeah. You're still in the low parts of the mountains, sort of the foothills, if you will. So the squirrels begin running to and fro, the rabbits begin rabbiting about, and uh, you you guys sort of continue into the late morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a few more hours, uh, maybe nearing the afternoon, you and Carhoon mm-hmm. are probably getting pretty tired, yeah. but you, you had also rested for a while before mm-hmm, then, mm-hmm. so you're probably, you're, you're tired, but you're not like exhausted yet, okay. we'll say. You guys, eventually, they take you a little bit higher into a a place that seems a bit more densely wooded. Mm-hmm. But eventually you enter out and they, the squirrel turns back to you <laughs> and she says, all right, the, the camp's just up ahead. Uh, so okay. we'll, we'll be there shortly. And she leads you through these trees into a little clearing and you see a familiar scene. It's, mm-hmm. it's a different, it has moved 
location since mm-hmm. the last time you were there. Uh, they seem sort of a nomadic group, mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm. see rows of tents and goats wandering around and more halflings and gnomes, a couple dwarves mm-hmm, here and there all mm-hmm. going about their morning business, uh, doing doing what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And so you guys enter this camp. What would you like to do? Um. Well, Octavia will turn to Squirrel and say... Thank you so much for for answering our call and for um, for leading us through the night. Uh, I I really appreciate it. I feel like we should maybe speak to Owlbear and and see what we can do to to help uh, while we're here for the time that we're here and just to just to debrief with her if she's available, of course. Yeah, let me, uh, give me just a moment. And she beckons for you to sort of wait where you are. Sounds good. She dismounts her goat and gives it a little pat on the head and then, uh, wanders off into the camp. I feel like Octavia will just absentmindedly, without even, like, thinking about it, start, like, patting it on the head as well. (laughs) It seems to like that. Good. (laughs) You just made friends with this goat. (laughs) You just made friends with this goat. Just squish that goat tight to your body. <laughs> After a few minutes, you see Squirrel pushing her way back through the crowd mm-hmm. towards you. Uh, you've gotten a few looks in this time. People just sort of noticing that. Oh, it's this this thing again. Do I see um, moose anywhere? Uh, you don't see moose. Okay. You don't see moose or owl bear anywhere. And Squirrel returns to you, and she walks up and she says, uh, "It looks like in the in the time that we were gone." Uh, Owlbear has gotten some news and she's taken a, a group out on a, on a raiding party. So she'll likely return within, within the day. But until that point, it's, it's probably best for you to just stay put and, and wait until she comes back and then we can figure out what to do. Uh, we've got Sounds a couple good. spare tents that you can take up in if you need some time to rest. Oh, thank you. Uh- I know we've been walking through the night. That probably I'm about would, to go take a nap yeah. myself, I think. It probably would do us good. And so she leads you over, and yeah, there's there's a tent with Perfect. some, you know, meager, like a, a bedroll and yeah. stuff. But she says, you can stay here for the time being. If you need anything, uh, ask. But uh, I, I think it'd probably be best to just wait until Owlbear returns. Sounds good. And again, thank you so much. It was so good to meet you. Good to meet you, too. And she'll, uh, Octavia will stick out her hand again. Squirrel shakes it. Perfect. Vigorously and very quickly. Mm-hmm. Her grip isn't incredibly strong, but she's just like, like a little battery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> and then uh, she releases her grip and turns and goes back into the crowd uh, to probably rest for herself. All right. So you you two have some time to get some sleep so you're not quite as exhausted as you wait for Owlbear to okay, return. Great. Unless you have any specifics, we can just say that time passes. Yeah, I think that again Octavia just Octavia is constantly wanting to talk to Fulmis, kind of like a kid in a road trip, the perennial like, are we there yet type of thing. She's really wanting to <laughs> contact her and be like, You find anything? You find mm-hmm. anything? Mm-hmm. You find anything? Um, yeah. But she's restraining herself, but she does kind of, again, it's always foremost in her mind is where they are in trying to locate 
um, you know, how far along Fulis is to locate these other objects. Sure, 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 sure. Well, uh, you resist the urge, mm-hmm. I take it. I do. She does. I mean, that you can sort of feel uh, that that presence there. Okay. S- since you're attuned to it now, you can, like, sort of feel a consciousness on the edge of your own. Okay. Uh, but it it's like you're getting a busy signal. Like, you okay. pick up the phone and it's mm-hmm. a dial tone. It's like, oh, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. Well, call back, call back later. But, yeah, you you and Carhoon rest, uh, take, a, take a little nap since you've been traveling throughout the night. Mm-hmm. And after a, a few hours, uh, you can awake and, and set, set, set to it. Uh, but you're still just sort of waiting until Owlbear returns. So again, okay. yeah, we'll just say that sort of time passes. Evening comes. It's not like the sun is not setting, but it's probably like 5 to 6 okay. p.m. Is there anything arrived. that Octavia can do to like help while they're waiting like even just menial like moving things from here to there or anything along those lines um if you got out and offered uh it seems like they're not really used to having too many other people too many outsiders around so uh if you really press it they could find something for you to do but it also seems like they're sort of a well-oiled machine okay knows how to do what they need to do it's almost more inconvenient my having to help because they have to have spend the time telling me what to do to, type to of show thing. you yeah. yeah yeah okay well as long as that's apparent yeah you, you they they don't look like they're hurting for anything okay. most okay. of them are like sharpening weapons or oiling their leather armor or grooming their goats and stuff <laughs> like that there's okay. a few who are over sparring some are doing like target practice with their crossbows okay. uh, against some trees in the back but they all uh no no one has really paid you a ton of mind okay um they're all relatively preoccupied uh not in like a a rude way but just in a they all this have their, is their business yeah. and they have stuff to do way makes sense but evening comes and yeah, about like maybe six p.m. ish. So the sun's starting to get low, but it's you've still got several hours of daylight left. Okay. Uh, you hear sort of a, a commotion, sort of near where you entered the camp, and mm-hmm. several of the grot abandon what they're doing and head over towards that direction. What do you do? Well. Uh- Octavia will turn to Carhoon and say, maybe Albert's returned. I think we should head over and and maybe maybe someone's hurt and I can help them or, or just see what we can do. That's probably a fair guess. Yeah, let's let's go see what's up. And the two of them will book it over there. Okay. Uh, you guys go and you're, you know, like several feet taller <laughs> right. than anyone here. <laughs> so you have no trouble seeing what's going on. And, yeah, coming through sort of a part in the trees where you guys had entered with Squirrel mm-hmm. earlier in the day, you see a band of grot. Awesome. Uh, several several little folk riding upon their goats heading back in, and you see the familiar face of Owlbear on Good. her goat in Whew. the lead. Good. Uh, you do see her face is kind of sooty. Okay. Kind of covered in, like, uh, a black soot, and uh, you do see she is looking a little worse for the wear she's a bit banged up 
and bleeding from several wounds okay. across her body. And she's followed by about five or six other grot in similar array, sort of, uh, you know, they've got some mm-hmm. cuts and scratches across their face. Some of them are, are bound up mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's got sort of a dour look on her face as she enters. And as, as she walks in the camp, other grot come in she dismounts her goat and some of them rush up to it and you know lead it away Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know lead it toward the goat stables Uh you know and all of the others do the same they sort of hop off like you know the warriors returning from from victory everyone's sort of like doing their part to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to get them in get them taken care of some with maybe more serious wounds that you can see maybe they're like one's got a little dwarf's got his arm in a sling mm-hmm. and he's he's being led away to sort of a medical tent where others are taking care of him. But Owlbear dis- departs her goat and begins striding again with sort of a, a dour, serious look on her face towards a tent when uh, she notices you. Yep. <laughs> and you and Carhoon. And there's sort of a look of puzzlement on her face for a brief moment. And then she walks up to you and she says... Uh-oh. Well, I'm surprised to see you here so soon, but it's probably good that you've come. I hope we've made you comfortable in the time you've been here, but I know the horn was given so that you could ask for our aid, but I might need your help. It's best if you come with me. We'll talk. Absolutely. And she just sort of turns around and starts heading off to her sort of a larger command tent, if you will. So she walks in there, leads you in, mm-hmm. and there's a few other, uh, a gnome and a halfling, something following her. But she brings you into this tent, and they close the flaps behind you. And she says, so first, uh, it's good to see you again. It's, it's good to I see you as well. Whatever you were doing in Montagnan seems to be over relatively soon. It was. I hope whatever you did was successful. It was. Ah, that's good to hear. Can I, can I help you at all? And Octavia will kind of gesture to her, to her wounds and her gashes. I yes, it's fortunate that you've come at this time. Actually, again, I'm. I I hope we've offered you the aid we can, and if there's anything you need, I'm we're happy to provide it. But we may need to ask you for a favor in this instance. Your people have been more than generous and more than welcoming. We've had anything we could want. I'm glad to hear. So when when you arrived, I'm not sure how long you've been here. When when did you get here, by the way? We we just arrived yesterday. Uh, I think we arrived and kind of just missed you. You had just headed out to your the mission that you're returning from ostensibly when we arrived. Uh, good to know. Well, uh, we had gotten some intel from from Grundkov, there was a supply train, uh, mm. a load of uh, silvered weapons <gasps> we heard being sent up toward Montagnon oh to reinforce their, their groups. Mm-hmm. And we can't do much against the horde at Montagnon itself. Far too big for us to make any sort of indent, but what we're best at is attacking supply routes taking on lone patrols, mm-hmm, disrupting mm-hmm. the infrastructure that keeps an army fed. So it's, it seemed like uh, a providential mission, mm-hmm. something that we could do to really disrupt what was going on. 
that's where we were. Let a band myself down to to capture it for ourselves, maybe destroy it. And were you successful? <sighs> I don't know what happened. It was a relatively simple operation. Go down, hit the supplies, take out the guards, capture it for ourselves. But I don't know if it was bad intel or mm. perhaps uh, purposefully faulty intel. Mm. But they were ready for us. Mm. They were waiting for us. Whatever supply train it was that we were supposed to hit wasn't full of surprise. Wasn't full of supplies. <laughs> but was full of uh, an ambush. Mm. It was bait that we walked right into. Did things didn't go well? Uh, we escaped with most of our number. We lost a few. I'm so sorry. Rat and toad, which will be a matter for when this whole business is over. But the more pressing issue is they got moose alive. <gasps> oh my gosh! Which. It's fortunate that you've come at this time because we barely escaped with the rest of us. We had to leave or else we all would have fallen. Of course. Moose is my second in command. He knows, well, the only one who knows more about our operations than Moose is me. Mm -hmm. And him falling into their hands could, well, let's just say it, it wouldn't be good for us. Everything... About our operations, our infrastructure, how we survive out here. All of that's in his mind. They've never taken one of us alive before. We've been able to fly under the radar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just striking like a shadow up until now. But it seems like they've decided to pay attention to us after all. Mm -hmm. I guess I should take that as a compliment. <laughs> when we were fleeing, they were turning back, heading toward Grundkov. And do you think that's where they have him now? Well, it'll take them some time to get there. If he gets there, we're not getting him out. Is is he prepared to... I don't know how to say this, but... Oh, he'll die before he willingly gives anything up, as any of us would. But the unfortunate truth in the world we live in is that sometimes that's not enough. There are ways of... Garnering information out of one, whether they want to give it to you or not, mm -hmm. before they can do anything about it. Octavia, if nods. he yep. makes it back into, if if they get him back to Grundukov, well, for one, that'll be, we will have failed our brother, but mm -hmm. for two, Grot operations will be effectively ceased for the time being. Mm -hmm. He knows too much. We'll have to rethink everything that we do up here. All of our supply lines, all of our safe campsites, all of our, our ins and our outs. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is we can't let them get him back there. How far are they from Grundikov? Well, we, we How don't, much time do we have? We don't have long, maybe a, a day or two, which is why I'm not here for long. I'm assembling a, a fresh team and we have to go back out there and either get him back and she pauses mm -hmm. 
or ensure that whatever information he has can't get into their hands, whatever it takes. Octavia nods, very serious. Yes. You can see she, you know, she's having trouble with that mm-hmm. uh, because it, it obviously mooses yeah, a, a dear friend to her. Yeah. But How can we help? It's fortunate that you've come. We could use all fresh hands we have on deck. Our hands if are willing. I can trouble you and your friend, and she looks at Carhoon, to aid us. We have to ensure that he doesn't fall into their hands. Mm-hmm. So, if if you're willing, take a few moments, prepare yourselves, but we'll be heading out as soon as I have a new team assembled. Weird. We'll be ready. We'll pack our things, and our time is yours. Go see to it that you're ready. Meet me back here as, as soon as you're able. Absolutely. I'll begin assembling yes. my team. And uh, she sort of turns from you and begins going through her items, you know, refilling her quiver of bolts. Okay, yeah. Uh, stuff like that. What you do? Well, um, uh, Carhoon and I will probably let her, if she's physically being attended to by other grot healers, it's maybe seeming like. Yeah, none of the wounds she has seem particularly dire. They're okay. all like... It's only a flesh wound. <laughs> okay. Um, it, as long as she's okay in that regard, um, mm-hmm. uh, Octavian Carhoon will leave her tent, head back to just where they were, and they'll maybe pack up their stuff because they, I mean, who knows? Maybe they won't come back, uh, or if, mm-hmm. uh, or if they, or if the horde does get moose, the camp will be disbanded, and they just kind of don't want to have to like come back and get my rations type of thing mm-hmm. um sure. after leaving for this mission okay so while you guys are getting your stuff ready and uh preparing for this mission mm-hmm. uh we'll say squirrel mm-hmm. comes back and so she's leading in in one in each hand she's got the reins of just a like huge mountain goat <laughs> oh, that's so cool and she says we we haven't had too many uh, non-small members, but we do have these two who should be suitable suitable for you to, to keep up with the rest of them. Thank you so much. Do they have names? Well, this one, and she holds the reins in her right hand. She mm-hmm. says, this one's Bartholomew. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one, and she holds up the reins in her left hand. This girl's named Agatha. I'm, I'd like Agatha, if that's okay, Carhoon. Carhoon says, yeah, yeah, Bartholomew it is. She says, these these are our two largest, and they're too big for most of us. So tr- treat them well. We will. Thank you. Good luck. I, I, I won't be joining. I've got other duties here. But bring Moose back if you can. He means a lot to all of us. We'll do our best. And the two of you, with your Bartholomew and Agatha, mm-hmm. head, head on over to join Albert. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and... Octavia's gonna like scratch the chin of Agatha as they're going in her little beard. Yeah, so these goats, they're they're sort of I w- I'll say they're maybe not giant goats, but they're just sort of abnormally large mm-hmm, mountain goats. So mm-hmm. they're still you still look kind of funny on top of them because <laughs> yeah. they're not like huge, but they are big enough that 
that you can at actually least, ride uh, them. Ride them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Because in the past they have. I don't know if I've said this in the first time you met them. In the past, they have had larger members. It just yeah. so happens that most of the folk around here are uh, when mm-hmm. they sort of made their break were gnomes or halflings mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. dwarves from Grundikov. Makes sense. And I mean, dwarves are technically medium creatures. That's so true. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, so you guys have your abnormally large goats mm-hmm. and you, you lead them over to where Owlbear and her group are. So you guys, prepped and ready for battle, go back, and you can see around the tent, Albert's out there. She's already on her, her goat, who mm-hmm. looks like it's been, you know, refitted and mm-hmm, re, mm-hmm. you know, fueled up, tires changed, <laughs> ready to go. Hooves shined. Hooves shined, hair brushed, tail, uh, whatever you do to tails. And she's got a group of another... Ten or so mm-hmm. grot all all arrayed, outfitted for battle. They've got like the predator mud face paint oh, cool, on. Yeah. Uh they're all, you know, those with long hair, it's tied back, mm-hmm. those with swords at the ready, crossbows strapped to the sides of their goats, uh, full quivers, all with very serious looks on their yeah. faces, ready to put down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh so you and Carhoon walk up into the circle up and on top of their goats they're maybe almost as tall as you guys okay. are i was gonna i was but gonna still ask. not quite okay still not quite uh-huh. and yeah owl bear maybe the goat's uh, horns nods. are as tall as we are if they're older goats or something yeah <laughs> but owl bear nods at you two as she pro as you approach and she says well if we're all ready you all know the mission that is set before us. Yes, ma'am. In the best case, we save one of our own. In the worst case, we ensure that his sacrifice does not go in vain. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for joining us. We're going to do this, and we're going to do this for Moose. Our hands are yours. For moose. Let's go. And she, uh, yas her little goat. Mm-hmm. And they all sort of turn and begin trotting out of the camp. And we're going to pick up here next episode. All right. Oh my gosh. Ooh. I want to keep playing. I want to keep going. So you can uh, lead us out if you would like. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. A great way for us to grow and reach more people like you is for you to share us with your friends. So please tell your RPG group about us, your D&D group, Pathfinder group, uh, Vampire the Masquerade group, uh, your local game store, uh, your professors, your colleagues, your boss, your cat person random number one on the bus really anyone who you think might be interested in our story and in our game if you want to get in touch with us please shoot us an email at me my spouse and a die at gmail.com or get in touch with us on social media you can find us on instagram and twitter our handle is at and a die podcast and we always try to respond to each message that we get catch y'all next week